Do you want to know the most watched broadcast in American history? Um, is it a finale of a TV show? The most watched? Yeah. No. Is it a news event? Yes. Is it a... Hmm. Well, define news event. Yeah. Um, is it, like, newscasters talking, or is it, like, some kind of speech or something? Neither. I mean, there are newscasters talking. Is it a... Did I ask if it was a sporting event? It's not a sporting event. Not a sporting event. Is it like the morning of 9-11? Nope. We went to the moon. Oh, yeah. In 1969. That makes a lot of sense. Not 1970, but the year prior. That's not how it goes. Yeah. Apollo 11. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm satisfied with that. 125 to 150 million people watched. I would watch. And then the next... One, two, three, four, five, six are Super Bowls. Yeah, I would figure. I would have guessed that it was going to be a Super Bowl. Super Bowls from the past ten years. Uh, Super Bowls get very good ratings, but someday the Super Bowl of uh, Home Run Derby will uh, surpass it. I want to read you this list, and I'm going to stop when I get to... um, A non-Super Bowl event? Is it the finale of MASH? The finale of MASH is not in the top ten. Is it the finale of Seinfeld? Stein Seinfeld Stein is the name Field. of the show. It's not even on this list. So, Moon Landing. Yeah. Super Bowl 49. Yeah. Super Bowl 48. Okay. Super Bowl 50. Right. Super Bowl 51. Yeah. Super Bowl 46. I'm sensing a pattern. Super Bowl 45. Yeah. Then the Nixon resignation speech. That's a good one. Then Super Bowl 47. Okay. Super Bowl 46. Nope, 4. 44. Then the mash finale. That's pretty high up for that MASH finale. People love that show. People love that show. It's okay. After this, we'll talk about the other article. Yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom and we'll talk about the other article. Sing the MASH theme song. I don't know how the rest of it goes. Gonna have a lot of fun. Gonna hit a hum run. In the littlest league possible. In the littlest league possible. Gonna make a big splash. We're doing like a weird special episode today. Do we say welcome to Tater Tots? Uh, would you like to? Yeah, hey, welcome to Tater Tots. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. And it's the All-Star break. Nothing going on. Oh, there's, it's not the All-Star break. Baseball actively, there was baseball yesterday. <laughs> the All-Star break is over. The first one was for the second one, which is the announcement. That's so stupid. I hate Hollywood. Sorry. We're talking about a podcast. Wait, can you explain this to me? All right, no. Did you see the text? So, is it actually an announcement about Marvel? I have no idea. I bet this is actually, for some reason, an announcement about Phase 4. But what is... <laughs> Are they gonna just, like, rope Troy and Abed into the Marvel Cinematic Universe somehow? The second one, I think, was... It had something to do with Marvel. Mm. The, I, I think I read that in the replies. The date one, not the time one. Yeah, the date one... The audio of that is them announcing, like, being at comic-con saying here's the footage the first footage for infinity war which 
is in the past. Infinity War is. Yeah. There's no there's no reason to hype the first footage of Infinity War that happened a year ago. Yeah, maybe they're hyping the first footage from something else, and it's got community in it. No, it's probably a community announcement. The first footage from the community movie. And they're just saying, here's another... Why? Alright, welcome back to Tater Tots. Hey, welcome to Tater Tots. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. Uh, we are doing an all-star break episode, even though it's no longer the all-star break. It's, yeah, well, yeah. No, it's not the all-star break. There was baseball last night. I know, I know that. The Angels had a no-hitter. I mean, our podcast schedule is a little wonky, so... I don't think our podcast schedule is wonky. I think we record on the weekends, because that's the time when we can record due to our regular schedules. Major League Baseball is the one that has a wonky schedule. Yeah, I mean, they don't want to abide by weekends or nothing. They give those guys Wednesday and Thursday off for the All-Star break. Yeah. Well, I mean, they get the whole All-Star break off, but nobody plays baseball on Wednesday or Thursday. Mm Mm-hmm. Bizarre. I'm glad they get a break. Yeah, To to be honest, if I were a Major League Baseball player who did not make the All-Star game, I don't think that I would go... Home to Florida, wherever they live. Okay. Because they're always like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out on my ranch with my kids or whatever." Um, I would just stay in whatever town I was going to next, so that I wouldn't have to fly constantly everywhere. So much flying. So you're saying you wouldn't spend time with your kids? I wouldn't have kids. Okay. <laughs> so you could pretty much do whatever you wanted. Yeah, but they still always go home. I would just try not to fly as often. I feel like that would just be, you know, the flying really would get to you. Don't you want to have a home though? Was a professional athlete? Yes. Hotels are terrible. So? Yeah. No, I take it back. You get, like, what? I mean, like, as a non-All-Star, you get five days off, I think? Yeah. Full week? Pretty it's good. A, yeah. It used to be less. They added a day a couple years ago. Is that right, though? Is it five days? Is it four days? It's definitely... So, the Home Run Derby is on Monday. The All-Star game's on Tuesday. Yeah. They get Wednesday, Thursday. So, it's at least four it's days. four days. I don't know if there's anything There was a game yet. on Friday, I think. There was a game last night. That's when the Angels had their no-hitter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, everybody played yesterday. Yeah, everybody played the Sunday before the home run derby, too, so it's just a four-day... Uh, it's a four-day break. Break. Which, you know, a four-day weekend is nice, but Very they nice. usually don't get any weekends. Two weekends in a row. It's kind of like having two weekends all smushed together. Yeah. Followed by another... Well, they don't get any weekends, because they have to play baseball. They never get a weekend ever again. Even in the off-season, I don't... To train. They're training constantly. It's a hard life... But at least they're rewarded for it by getting to play a lot of baseball. Millions of dollars? What? Not millions of dollars. Some of them get a million dollars. They can accumulate millions of dollars. Pete Alonso got a million dollars. Yeah, he hit a home run. Uh, more than that. We continue to be dead wrong about Pete Alonso. I don't even think we acknowledged him when we were talking about the home run derby. We did. We talked and we did. I think we did. Oh, I said that I liked him, but I don't think that we either of us ever seriously considered that he would be the champion of the Home Run Derby. We no. also didn't acknowledge Vlad Guerrero Jr. that much. I did. I said that he was my second pick. Oh, did you? Yeah. All right, well, then I give you credit. I didn't. I was a jerk about him. I said that he was putting on a big show on social media and it wasn't going to amount to anything. I said that um, my take was practice is so important for this because a lot of people don't practice for it, and I figured mm. that would give him a leg up. It certainly gave him a leg up. I don't know... I don't know if that was what did it, or if he's just the strongest person in the world. He hits so many home runs. I remember in each successive round, I would get this feeling at the beginning of his round where I would think, oh, he's not going to hit that many home runs this round. Like, consistently. Yeah. He, the first two, I'd be like, oh, there's not much here. He's yeah. probably out of gas. He had a lot of home runs in the last round. Or then he would go on to hit 30 home runs. So many, just like in a row. I want to watch that again. 
Vlad Vladito's performance was one for the ages. Outstanding. And the fact that Jack Peterson matched him. Uh, yeah, Jack Peterson's not getting a lot of credit. He's being put in the shadow of Vlagura Jr., but he took him to triple overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the way that it shook out, because, I mean, I feel like even as it was happening, the narrative was kind of on, like, the spotlight was on uh, Vlad Jr., and everybody was kind of like, Jack Peterson did a commendable job of hanging around with him. Yeah. Um, but it seemed pretty clearly like he was the focus. We well, had- I mean, uh, he did hit more home runs than him in the previous round. Sure. And overall, on the night, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit far more home runs than 91. Jack 91. <laughs> I don't think I'll hit 91 home runs in my entire life. No, you, you definitely know? won't. Yeah. No. The, the premise of this podcast is based on the fact that you probably won't even hit one home run in your entire life. Have you already hit a home run? Yeah, I've hit a home run. Ball over a fence? We've talked about this before. Have you hit a ball over a fence or have you hit it in a game? Does it count for a run? I'm trying to think of I've hit a ball over a fence. I don't think I have. I hit a ball over a fence one time. It was a very short fence. Sweet. It was. I was 20 years old and the fence was 180 feet. I'd still like to do that, though. Mm-hmm. Though I did it, I was like, I was hanging out with some friends. We happened to have baseball equipment near a baseball field, and I wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. So I just tossed a ball up and did it. Yeah. And I was, like, expecting that I was going to have to do it a couple of times in order to get it. And then I just did it, and I was like, all right, <laughs> we're done. Beautiful. Wonderful. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. It's a it's a, a, a highlight of my life. I would like to do that. I would like to hit, what did you say, 97, 91, 91. home runs? Mm-hmm. I would like to go to a small baseball field, a little league field, okay, and attempt to hit 91 home runs. Great, let's go do it. Okay. Got a baseball bat and some baseballs. Okay. <laughs> we need to finish this podcast first. Uh, yeah, but I would like to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, definitely that was the show. Pete Alonzo. I think that I... I, I uh, I'm starting to get the sense that the way to win a home run derby is to not hit that many home runs. Uh, I yeah, don't... it's to conserve your home runs for sure. The secret to winning a home run derby, and this is a big problem, is to go second. Because you know how many home runs you have to hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's I, I To the extent that these guys can hit home runs on command, which I guess they must be able to do, right? To some extent. Yeah, that pr- probably helps. I mean, one, they can pace themselves. They know how many home runs they need to hit. Yeah. Two... If they win, they do not have to finish the round. Right. Yeah, that's a big deal, too. Yeah. And that's the reason that Pete Alonso was able to win, because he went second all three times that mm-hmm. he played. Interesting. Yeah. He had a long break. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit, you know, he had his triple overtime round. Yeah. He had, like, five minutes, and then he had to go again. What did he hit in the final round? Do we know? Um, Vlad Jr., I mean. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, like, 23. That's a lot. It was was still a lot. My favorite, uh, uh, short of, um, the, you know, what would become, like, that big crazy home run battle between Jock Peterson and Fly Guerrero, Mm -hmm. uh, the highlight of the night up to that point for me was the fact that Vlad Guerrero broke the home run record in his first round and then did it again. He broke that home run record in his second round. It reminded me of, um, I can't, I think it was Radiotopia. Or maybe it was 99% Invisible, I can't remember. Some podcast that I listened to a long time ago had an interview with Takeo Kobayashi. Yeah. The, the hot dog guy. Who said that, um... Well, they talked about how the hot dog record before he came on the hot dog scene was, like, 26. And he, like, doubled it his first time around. Yeah. Because he was like, yeah, uh, I don't and I don't understand why nobody thought they couldn't eat more than 27 hot dogs in 10 minutes or something like that. Mental barrier. Yeah. And yeah. then he said people do it all the time now. Very interesting. 
Oh, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, I think that the floodgates are opening. Yeah, yeah, kind of broken open a little bit. Uh, no, anyone will feel free to hit 30, 30 home runs. runs. Yeah. That's kind of... Because still nobody's done, hit 30 in regulation time. He hit... Uh, Vlad oh, they took, they took home runs off the board. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, he hit 29 in his 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it 4 minutes and 30 seconds? I forget. That was 5. Full 5. You get a 30-second bonus, but how much time is before that? Oh, maybe it is 4. Should look up the home run derby rules. That seems important. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. He only hit 22 home runs in the final round, just to be clear. Okay. I said 23. That's pretty good. Yeah, Pete won with 23. Ah. Uh, four minutes with an additional 30 seconds if they hit two home runs over 440 feet. Yes. If you have any chance of winning the home run derby, you're you're going to get those extra 30 seconds. Certainly. Which I think is a wonderful rule. I also appreciate that they give him timeouts. I think that that's... You get one timeout. You get two in the final. Oh, yeah. Um, that's super valuable. Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> This feels like a good segue into what we're going to talk about. Today we're going to talk about two pieces of speculative fiction by Sam Miller. Uh, one of them is not really a piece of speculative fiction. It's more of like a modest proposal. I would think... I So, okay. Mm, I really feel like the Derby piece was a modest proposal, too. He was kind of having fun with it. Yes, I mean, in as much as any piece of fiction. Like, what's the difference between the two, really? One of them is trying to explain how and why you would propose a new playoff format, and one of them was literally written from the perspective of historians 150 years in the future. Yes, but it was also, it felt to me like a roadmap to making this thing like its own sport. Not a roadmap. He wasn't saying, here's how you would do this, he's saying, here's how it would happen. Feel like that's the distinction that's fair and i think that it uh, it also hinged on uh what was my, my biggest problem uh with the piece and i really liked it yeah the home run derby one but my biggest problem with it was that it hinges on uh minor league participants which i think if they went down that road would open like a big can of worms that they don't want to open well how do you mean so maybe we should introduce the piece a little bit more um so uh he does a bit of historical work First, talking about the rise of the home run. Interesting that this is the centennial of the home run, or that's how he puts it. I think it's a completely fair claim. Did you read that bit? Catch that bit? About Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth hit 29 home runs in 1919 and left his pitching career behind. Yeah. Now it's 2019. The centennial of the idea of the home run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. The modern idea of the home run. I think that's very interesting. Yeah perspective to take nobody used to hit a home run before babe ruth it was kind of the kobayashi of home runs right are you making fun of me no i i thought that was a good analogy i was excited to say it thank you oh i mean good job (laughs) 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 um (laughs) uh yeah so i he ramps his way up along the way he talks about and i made a note of this uh some baseball player Make, acknowledging that the greatest sports event he ever saw was a day when Ted Williams hit two home runs. Did you read that nonsense? Yeah. Did you not think it was nonsense? Because I did. Well. Read it. Do you have it pulled up? I have it pulled up here. Can you read that passage? Um, absolutely. Quote, The hmm. greatest single sports event I ever saw, the great slugger Frank Howard once said, occurred when Ted Williams was in a charity home run contest. Ted had to be 53, 54 years old. Mm -hmm. While the other guys were hitting, 
He was in the dugout, swinging a bat and grinding himself up. Mm-hmm. He was the last one to hit, of course, and when he went up there, you knew he was ready. Yeah. First pitch, he hit a little looper over second base. Not ready. Second... <laughs> Second pitch, he pulled a frozen rope by first base. Fine. Third pitch, he put it on the warning track. Whatever. Fourth pitch, he put it in the bullpen. Okay. Fifth pitch, he hit it 30 rows up in the right field stands. Great. Then he threw the bat up in the air and walked back to the dugout. That's it. The place went wild. That's it. Greatest single sports event I've ever seen. (laughs) Greatest single sports event. Ted Williams hit three outs, and then he hit two home runs, and then he called it a day, and that's it. I think the reason that Frank Howard said this is because he was in his 50s when he did it. Um, I agree with you He's that next to what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did uh, last <laughs> week, this looks like a, a pile of nonsense. Well, that that's any, not... any, 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 I, I strongly expect that any of the participants in this year's Home Run Derby will be able to do this at that age. Let me ask you a question. Barry Bonds is 54 years old. Do I, how do I think he would do in a Home Run Derby? How many home runs do you think Barry Bonds could hit on five pitches? Right now? Yeah. Okay, uh, my perspective on this has actually shifted since last week. Mm-hmm. If you, <laughs> since last week? Yeah, since this most recent home run derby. Uh-huh. If you had asked me before that, yeah. do I think Barry Bonds would hold his own in a home run derby, I would say yes. Okay. I no longer think so. I haven't seen the man hit. Maybe. I haven't I haven't seen him hit. There were some stories when he was pitching when he was the hitting coach with the Marlins yeah. that he could still knock him dead. Right. Um and I'm sure that he is still an excellent hitter. But I think him versus Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I, I, I think you'd lose. Well, I don't know from a timed competition. And I mean, that's that. I like that format a lot. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with endurance. I think pitch for pitch, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would hit more home runs than Barry Bonds. Do you think Barry Bonds would hit more home runs than Ted Williams? Yes. <laughs> so what's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> like, he hit a bloop single? He didn't even he hit a looper over second base? That's nothing. Yeah, he was just impressed that he was a little bit old and he hit two home runs. Dumb. Anyways, um, so the, 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 the article picks up steam because it, it mostly deals in just like literal history for the first few paragraphs talking about the history of the home run. Well, it stuff. was interesting that they actually talked about the home run derby show that you discovered um, a couple weeks ago. Remember we talked about it? Yeah. And that was, that was the first time I had heard about this. It was just a game show. It's a weird show. It's very, it's the kind of thing that doesn't happen anymore with baseball players where they kind of participate it, it kind of reminds me of bar- barnstorming in the way that they were doing unrelated activity yeah that they would take them out from the season and bring them to an empty field an empty field <laughs> with tv cameras and say all right we're doing this game show it's called home run derby yeah it's super flawed though like i've watched a couple of episodes of it and yeah. it's very boring because there are no cra- there are no fans and <laughs> it like it seems to me to represent a complete misunderstanding of how to put sports on television yeah, I guess it takes takes a while to figure out. I mean, I think one of the things that's made the Home Run Derby so much fun over the past couple of years has been the improvements in broadcast technology, too. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, not the least of which... I mean, so, yes, for sure. And, like, that StatCast uh, feed is very cool and fun. Right. Uh, well, and they've implemented the 440-foot home run rule. Yeah. Like, you get an extra 30 seconds if you hit two home runs 440 feet, which yeah. you, you could not do before StatCast. You couldn't calculate it that fast. Sure. But also there's like cameras in the plate, there's cameras mm-hmm. all, you know. Cameras all over the place. You get to you get to track the flight of every ball. Yeah. Uh, and not to lose it by the wayside, but they also put all their friends and family on the field. Uh, and there are also 50,000 people in the stands. Yeah, having the other players and teammates and stuff on the field 
um, is a big part of what makes it so fun because it it makes it feel very personal. It's exciting. They're excited, and it feels very different from baseball. Yeah, I really and then, so this is why. Like this was a very exciting um, uh, home run derby, and it was a lot of it's a lot of fun to kind of lead into this. It's interesting that he wrote the article mm-hmm. before the derby, and then to see it be so successful this year to a point where like when I was watching it, I was saying like, yeah, this could be a standalone event. This is a lot of fun to watch on its own. And, yeah, like, these guys are really exciting athletes, clearly, and like I can see watching this. Um, his article stems or it, it's blitz into speculative fiction when he suggests that in, I think, 2020, Major League Baseball would introduce a minor league prospect yes. in the mix, and a minor league prospect would win the million dollars, and there would be, like, that kind of a there, that kind of a very real stake, because the guy's making, like, $30,000 a year, and all of a sudden he has a million dollars, and, like... Like it's it it, it it increases the stakes for like the fans to root for an underdog and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and from you there, it, yeah, from there it spins out into its like, own sport. The real, premise of the article is that yeah. the sport called derby becomes a major sport in the United States and develops in its own right, different from baseball entirely. Yeah, um, I really really liked reading the article, and there was a lot about it that was very interesting to me. Um, but the first thing is that if this became a reality, like it would come with a very hard conversation for Major League Baseball uh, about what to do with minor league players. Um, because like if this is your way, if this is the way to make a lot of money because this is going to be its own sport or whatever, or even if it's the way to make a lot of money because in collective bargaining agreements they're able to like get you more than a million dollars for winning the Home Run Derby. Right. And then it whatever would branch out into its own sport. Who would play minor league baseball? Like, um, I mean, I think it would be good if minor league baseballers had an option um, where they could make more money. Yeah, but then it would cease to be like. I mean, in this in this speculative piece of fiction, yeah, that option spins off into its own sport. Yeah, and the minor leaguers who have the option to make more money leave. Baseball? Me leave baseball for derby. Yeah. And then you don't have a minor league system. Well, I mean, in 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 the future in this article that Sam Miller proposes, baseball changes form as well. Right. They add very high outfield walls. Mm-hmm. Move um, them back. Move them back um, to kind of make it a sport more reminiscent of the pre, pre-Ruth era. Move the bases closer together. Yeah. I want to pull that up because I want to read exactly what he said because I... I uh, Actually, this is the part that I think is a really good idea. When Big League Derby split off from Major League Baseball, taking many of the traditional sports' top sluggers with it, baseball faced a crisis. How could it compete with just two home runs per game against a sport that had 40 homers between commercial breaks? Baseball's perpetual quest to rebrand itself for the kids began, finally, to seem hopeless. And so the sport went back to what it had been at the start, a very complicated and lively game of tag. Bleachers were torn out, and outfield walls were moved back and raised to 100 feet so that almost every fair ball would stay in play. Bases were moved two feet near each other to encourage base running and base runners. Outfield gloves were restricted to nine inches. Each team could carry only three pitchers per game. The strike zone was expanded, and foul balls were no different from other strikes, no matter the count. Speed, defense, and the ability to put the ball in play were the most highly valued skills in the sport. Few true sluggers chose baseball over derby by that point anyway. 
you like all these ideas seem like good ideas and like (laughs) especially given like what we've been talking about over the past few weeks about like how like the there are gonna be i think an extra like 600 home runs hit this year over last year four teams this year are on pace to break the record for most home runs by a team set last year and 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 we're talking about it's less interesting yeah like it's not as good to watch yeah um and reading that, mm-hmm. it got you excited about baseball. It sounds like fun to watch. Yeah, and home run derby was fun to watch. I win. It's win win for me. I get a fun sport. Yeah, of baseball, yeah. and I get a fun new sport and watch people hitting big dingers. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. The only thing again is, and maybe you know that's not it's not such a big deal to not have a minor league. Maybe you don't need such a big system. They can still have minor leagues. It would just be filled with what would then be considered baseball players, not derby players. But... I mean, in this conception, (laughs) baseball also shrinks a little bit. By the end of this piece, which is in the year... What is it, like 2150 or something? I don't remember. Hold on. Um, uh, 2119. Mm -hmm. Uh, In in the year 2119... uh, uh, Baseball is no longer one of the biggest, the biggest sports in the United States, but it it you know still holds its own, perhaps a little bit more like Major League Soccer. I don't think that's possible. You don't think it's possible for? I don't think it's possible for baseball to uh, contract so much that it is on the level of Major League Soccer, especially if they implement these changes because they sound like genuine fun. It seems like it would get people interested in the game because there'd be something to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's certainly possible for baseball to contract. But again, what I'm saying is that, like, if you have that skill set already as a baseball player, yeah. and all you need to do is develop a particular aspect of it, mm-hmm. and get really good at hitting home run derbies, which it seems like is possible, Yeah. then why not do it and make your money instead of waiting for someone to maybe give you $500,000 a year? Yeah, so, you know, in the piece, after they allow minor leaguers in, it, oh, yes. it kind of becomes open to anyone who might potentially be a great derby player. I also think that's really interesting. Yeah. Because I I, as I was reading that, I was thinking, like, no self-respecting major league baseball player would allow themselves to lose to just some guy. Here's a quote from the article. Yeah. When Anthony David A.D. Power, a high school coach from Fresno, hit homers on 165 consecutive swings in 2034, Mike Trout called him the greatest athlete in the world. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't think that that's possible. Um, <laughs> here, well, I mean, here's a potential issue with Derby. Do you think that someone who has no baseball experience, all they are is like a fitness geek, mm-hmm. like a Ninja Warrior contestant, mm-hmm. could potentially train themselves to be the best at Derby? Maybe, but why is that a problem? No, I, I guess it's not a problem. I mean, I like maybe, but... But you, you wouldn't like it. No, I don't necessarily think I wouldn't like it. I think that it would make... The competition more interesting at first, and then those people would just be derby players. Yeah, and it would be a it would be a sport of its own. Right. Um, but I do think that you need a particular combination of skills, and you can't just be really strong. You need. I think <clears throat> you need to be able to hit the ball. You can't not hit. I the think. Ball. I think much more than in baseball, being incredibly strong is the primary asset in this in this new sport. Have you ever tried to hit a baseball? 
It's definitely, there's a lot of technique to it, for sure. In and of itself, it's very difficult, let alone, like, hitting it for, you know what I mean? Like, but they're not, they're not trying to hit a Major League Baseball. Now, there are parts of this article that hypothesize about, in subsequent rounds, throwing the ball faster and faster with a pitching machine. That's kind of fun. Which is fun, too. <laughs> well, but, you know. But, you know, in traditional derby, you're, you're just hitting a batting practice pitch. Well, what are they, it, doesn't he say it's about 70 miles an hour? Batting BP? Which is like I'm not saying that it's impossible to hit up that as you like a certainly need some civilian. technique, but I, you do not need to be a major league caliber baseball player to be the best at home run derby, in my opinion. I just think that like based on my understanding of home runs, and it's imperfect. Yeah, obviously, like you got to hit the ball on the button. I mean, you can be really strong and not hit it on the button and go out, and maybe that's the advantage that you have in being really strong. Yeah. But I think in order to be consistent at it, you have to hit it on the button. You do, you do, and they do it over and over and over and over. It's impressive. Yeah, and that's that's the skill set, and it's not it's not just go hit in the weight room, and you got to train the swing. That's, and I think that it would be fun to watch. Uh, I think that they have a really good format right now. I think that they would do themselves a disservice not to pursue the format in of itself. Frankly, I, I'm I'm very excited. Like this do article, you, do you think? Me. Do you think that anything from this article will come to pass in real life? No, because nobody ever tries anything. Nobody ever tries anything. Do nobody think, wants to mess their money up. Do you think that Major League Baseball will ever hold a home run derby during the off season? No. You think that there's going to be one home run derby in perpetuity until the end of time next year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, nobody wants to mess their money up. Nobody wants to take a risk on anything anymore. They just want to keep making money. And and they're making money, so why 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 would they not not... Hang on a second. Home Run Derby gets good ratings. Does it? Home Run Derby is one of the one of the highest watched events of the year. I think like fourth highest. Really? Well, it, like All Star Game, World Series. I'm gonna. This is information that I want. I mean, among baseball games. Oh, sorry, not. It doesn't get as many viewers as the World Series. People people tune in to the Home Run Derby. There could be money in it for Major League Baseball to repeat it. It just feels like a risk, and baseball, culturally, has become incredibly risk-averse. Um, yeah, they went to England. What do you think about that? That doesn't feel like a risk. I don't, I don't see that it would be such a big risk, right? They do like the Japanese all-star teams. They do the World Baseball Classic. That feels a lot riskier to me than holding an exhibition home run derby in the offseason. Go to a domed stadium, right? They're going to hold this in Tampa Bay for some reason. That's how Tampa Bay is going to get back on them. <laughs> the first derby team, the Montreal Tampa Bay Derby boys. Or even or okay. even it might be fun to go to um like Puerto Rico or something in the winter. Sure. Um hold a home run derby. Say it's a million dollars. We're doing a big off-season home run derby. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., we'd love for you to come. Christian Yelich, is your back feeling better? You should come. Aaron Judge It'd be fun if you came as well. Barry Bonds? Come on down. Uh, come on down. I'd be very happy to see it. I don't think it's going to happen. You don't think there's any chance of it? Um, I don't have such a nuanced opinion about the postseason article. Do you want to set it up? Sure. Sam Miller wrote another article that we wanted to talk about. This is not a piece of speculative fiction, in my opinion. No. This is a modest proposal about how to make baseball, the baseball playoffs, more exciting. And the idea is this. Every team yeah. makes the playoffs. Beginning on September 1st, mm-hmm. the worst and the second worst team in each league would play each other in a one-round playoff. 
um, stacking up to the top of the league until the first and second best team, or until the winner of those games and the team with the best record played each other, and then the winner of that competition in each league would play each other in the World Series. Yes. It is immensely different from the playoffs as we have it, but I think the primary benefits to this structure that uh, Miller lays out are, one, it would give everybody a shot. Yes. It would dramatically increase excitement. Mm-hmm. And two, and this seems it seems counterintuitive, but it would make the better teams more likely to win the World Series. I can't fully... I don't... I, I had a hard time wrapping my head around his plan for um, keeping the other teams busy. So the teams would continue to play each other while the playoffs started, jockeying for a would they, better... Would they reseed? Like... So okay, who are the worst teams right now? Like, like I just want to. I, I want to. The playoffs wanna, would not have started yet, but sure. I know, but let's say that they would start today. We didn't ask who's the best team in baseball today. Oh, that's because it was the stupid All Star break. But I bet it's the Dodgers still. It's the Dodgers still. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball. The Yankees are the second best. Yeah, um, I hate it. Yep. Uh, right. So if if the playoffs started today, the Marlins and the Mets would play a one-game playoff mm-hmm. in New York. Yes. While that's happening, all the other teams are playing. Not only do we not know who's going to advance from that round, yes. we also don't know who they're going to play. Yes. In theory. Yes. Because right now it would be the Reds, but if the Reds win a game, yes. then it'd be the Giants. Right. Like in that time frame. Yes. That is one of the big issues with this. Incredibly difficult to is that it would be it would rely on a lot of very short turnaround times. You'd have to like put a pin. Like, what if you were like in the middle of a series, you were playing a three game set, mm-hmm. and you like had to play a playoff game after game two. Then you gotta play that playoff game. What if you win? Do you then just... you don't have to play the playoff game. No, no, no. I mean, what if you win that playoff game? Then you go on and you face the team with the next worst record. Do you keep playing your regular season? No. You just stop the regular season. Stop the regular season. It's complicated, for sure. It's very complicated. For sure it's complicated, but... I, like... I think it it comes with some big advantages, too. My thing is that I completely support his instinct. I'm on the same page as him with... uh, regard to the fact that uh, a third of Major League Baseball is reason uh, 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 technically out of the playoff race by, like, June, May or June. Yes. Uh, that's that's a huge bummer. Yeah, big big bummer, and this uh, aims to alleviate it. The other uh, point that he makes is that um, over the course of a Major League Baseball season, no one game matters very much. Yes. Uh, which is, inc- like, I, I'm, I'm very much feeling that right now. I felt that in the past. Yeah, just like if you're not in first or second place, mm-hmm. then it, then nothing matters. None of these baseball games seem to matter for most teams any of the time, yeah. right? Like the bad teams, they're not going to make the playoffs anyway, and they know that more now because of improvements in playoff odds calculators. Right. And even for good teams, usually good teams don't win their divisions by one game. Yeah, so, no one's winning their division by one game. Uh, right now, yeah. except for the NL Central, which is a bad division. Right. All of a sudden, it's bad. Um, um, it used to be good. It used to be the best division. Now it's the worst one. Isn't that strange? It's very weird. Um, 
Every other team has a six or six and a half game lead on their division, except for the Dodgers, who have twelve and a half game lead on their division. It's inevitable. This is the year. If the Dodgers win the World Series, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a little sad. A little sad? Yeah. Why? I don't want them to win the World Series. But what if they do? I'll be a little bit sad. Okay. I guess he'll get over it, though, right? What I really don't want, obviously, is for the Dodgers to win the World Series because they have Will Smith on their team, Um, one of the Giants players. Mm, (laughs) Love that. Yeah, Yeah, so the Giants and the Dodgers seem to be, like, I don't know, buttering us up for a trade. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that happened to the Pirates a couple years ago. Who would they trade with? They're having like a respectable season, kind of. Yeah. And then they uh, gave away Juan Nicasio for nothing to the Phillies, and then the Phillies flipped him for something to the right. Cardinals. Yeah. And I was like, well, why didn't we just flip him? Um, the Giants and the Dodgers have not made a substantive trade um, almost in history. Like, their last trade of any size was in like 1989 or something. Um,. That's really cool. I like that. It's great. I really like that they don't trade with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Their most notable trade in history was voided um, uh, when Jackie Robinson was traded to the Giants, um, and he decided to retire and Good become a coffee executive instead of playing for his rivals. Chuck full enough, baby. Yeah. Um, I so, but there's been so much chatter about a trade between the Giants and the Dodgers because. They need relief pitching. Giants have a lot of it. Farhan Zaidi knows the Dodgers' prospects very well because he was the Dodgers' GM until last year. I am very selfishly hoping that the Pirates will trade Felipe Vasquez to the Dodgers. Uh, They probably will. That'd be tremendous. It seems like that's the direction the winds are blowing. They are going to take the Dodgers to the cleaners for that pitcher. He has a two-year contract. You think that... The the Pirates are going to get some good, wonderful prospects They're going to get the farm. They already got Uniel Cruz from the Dodgers. They're going to get the farm from Felipe Vasquez. You're excited. I'm very excited. I think it would be a folly not to make this trade. Dodgers have, like, three pitchers in the Baseball America top 15... Or three players in the Baseball America top 15 prospects for some reason. None of them will go to the, mm. the Pirates in a relief pitcher trade. Mm, I want it so bad. Mmm, <laughs> want those sweet prospects. That would be the most prudent decision that the Pirates have made in the past, like, 25 years. To trade. To trade Felipe Vasquez for prospects. I think that would be, like, the wisest thing that this front office has ever done. What if they traded Josh Bell for prospects? Huge mistake when you have Felipe Vasquez. <laughs> like, you have a team with a clear need. Yeah. You have a controllable superstar. Maybe it's not fair to call Felipe Vasquez a superstar. He's a very good... Very good relief pitcher. Top-line relief pitcher. Yeah. You have a team with a need for relief pitching. Yeah. Who is, like, a relief pitcher away from winning a World Series and who has very deep pockets. Yes. Big, big, big win. Would be such a mistake. And the other thing about closers is that they always break. It's true. They're going to get one good season out of Felipe Vasquez... Maybe even like a half of a good season out of Felipe Vasquez. They're going to have sell, sold the farm to the Pirates. The Pirates are going to win the World Series in 2030. Is the <laughs> um, we're keeping we're keeping it um, 2025. Well, that's that's a little bit less reasonable. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm trying to find a nice. The, the the Dodgers are smart. They know that relievers are volatile. Yeah, but they want that World Series. What are they going to do? They got to sell their soul. Sell the soul for the World Series. Who's They've already th- sold their soul by I- existing. Hmm. 
Well, now we're getting back into kind of like the Toy Story territory, mm-hmm. which is like, what is life? Yeah. Was it worth? What's the value? Um, it it has inherent value. Of the for the for the Dodgers, the life of their club. No, 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 no. They sold out their value via their evil ways. They're like uh, lots of hug and bear. What have they done? <laughs> they know what they did. Doesn't need to be explained. I'm uh, eternally perplexed by the bitterness the Giants feel, fans feel for Dodgers fans. Not eternally. I understand that there's like I history. Understand sports rivalry. There's history to the sports rivalry. Uh, but the Giants have won three World Series in the last ten years. Yeah. The Dodgers have won a World Series in like thirty years. Yeah. So. And yet. I don't want good things for the Dodgers. Because of sports rivalry? Yeah, because of a sports rivalry. It's so weird to talk about sports rivalries when you have no stake in sports rivalry. What about the your beloved Phillies-Mets rivalry? The Mets? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the Phillies, too, are kind of... A joke. Not really where they, what they once were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Hope springs eternal. That's what Sam Miller said. Yeah. The article opens by questioning when does hope spring eternal until? Yeah. And he wants it to spring eternal until the end of the season. It should. It really, like, like yeah. He's... If you're the worst team in baseball, you could theoretically go on a hot streak, right? And it would bring so much excitement. And every year, yeah. one bad team would randomly win a couple games in a row. And everyone would be like, oh my god, the Rays are going to do it this year. Yeah, I think that primarily what I want, and I think that the thread that's been running through all of this, and the thing that makes me really excited about Sam Miller as a writer, is that he comes up with ideas that make baseball sound fun to me. Yeah. Um, which is better than the reality, in which baseball is really not that much fun. I, uh, I, the Starling Marte hit a three-run home run yesterday, uh, late in the Pirates-Cubs game, mm-hmm. and I flipped it on, because I was really excited about it, because it sounded like a fun game. And then as soon as I flipped it on, uh, Kyle Crick, who was pitching to his credit pretty well, uh, but doesn't have the best uh, command, walked the bases loaded and then gave up like a single, and the Pirates lost four to three. Uh, and it was uh, my hopes were dashed on the rocks. Um, and I'm not going to watch another baseball game for like a week probably. Uh, you're upset with baseball. You've been watching much baseball? Have I been watching much baseball? No, me neither. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah, that's that's fair. Mm. Might just like bandwagon the twins for a while. Don't do that. Why not? The twins? I mean, they're good. You should bandwagon like the. Um, Here are the teams that are leading their division. Brewers. The Brewers are not that good. Yeah, but weren't they my pick for most fun team at the beginning of the year? They're everybody's pick for most fun team, but they're not. It's not panning out. I need a team to bandwagon, and it's not going to be the Braves, and it's not going to be the Cubs, and it might be the Dodgers. I don't uh, have anything against the Dodgers. You just gotta join me in bandwagon the Brooklyn Nets. No, that's an entirely different issue, and I can't do that. Because <laughs> the Sixers are gonna walk to the finals next year. Yeah, sure. They are. They're gonna walk. James Ennis said so. Yankees, Twins, Astros. I guess I could bandwagon the Rays. That'd be kind of prudent. They're very good. This is maybe this should be our alright, this let's wrap up with this exercise. Who's your who do you who would you like to bandwagon in the second half? I'm going to stick with the Brewers. Do you think they're not going to make the playoffs? They're a game and a half back of the uh, of the division, so they could sneak in, but they're also uh, tied with the 
Diamondbacks a uh, half game out of the second wild card. They're very much on the outside looking in right now. It's doable. It's definitely doable. That's my answer for now. Um, it's the team that makes me feel least sick to my stomach to Brewers. bandwagon. Bruce Rays. I like the Rays a lot. They're very good. Yeah. They're not as good as they were at the beginning of the season. They're six and a half of back of the division and the Yankees. Um, but they'll, they'll win a wild card. They could sneak in. They could do something. I don't know. This is We're talking about wild cards now, and, and I, I'm trying to like get myself excited about the Rays. But the thing to remember is that wild cards... Are boring and bad. Hey, what? I didn't realize this. Do you know what team has kind of a shot of the wild card? Is the A's? I guess they do. They're not doing so bad. Eight wins out of their last ten is very good. Yeah. Cleveland's also not that bad this season either. Maybe we should rededicate ourselves to baseball in the second half, in a ceremony much like people rededicate themselves to God when they're born again. Sure. You think that we should rededicate ourselves to baseball on our baseball podcast where we talk about baseball? <laughs> I mean, rededicate ourselves to enjoying to watch baseball, which neither of us has been able to do very much. Yeah, I mean, I like it when I put it on. It's a lot of times the TV is full. That's oh. one of the big problems I have with baseball. The TV is full? It's full of somebody else watching TV. Somebody else is watching TV, so you can't watch baseball. I can put it on my laptop, but... Well, it... why don't you listen to it on the radio, like in the old days? I often do that while I'm um, cooking. Mm, that sounds like a nice activity. That's one of my favorite things to do is listen to something while I cook, so I'll put the baseball on sometimes. I buy myself a nice new scorebook to Ooh. try to encourage myself to watch more baseball. Yeah. So I should maybe do that. Want to see it? It's very nice. Sure. This is a weird episode. Tim's in the other room. He's getting his scorebook. Now he's talking to his cat. He's trying to find my cat, but he's sitting in his chair. The cat is in his chair. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to wrap up. Look at this notebook. Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, Yeah. What? Well, we have to talk about um, the, the uh, 1936 jazz album, uh, Swing. Swing, Swing, Swing. Swing, Swing, Swing. Ray Donk. That's it. King of the Tuck Tuck sound. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Um, we'll be back next week. With some regular tater tots. Something. Historical t- tater tot from history. It'll be a regular old episode, not like this one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so... Uh, you can donate uh, your money to Baseball for All, which is an initiative that gets the girls involved in youth baseball. It's very important. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Tater Tots Pod, at Tater Tots Pod. You can like us on Facebook, behind the Facebook URL slash Tater Tots Pod. You can email us, tatertotspod at gmail.com. And we will uh, see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. That's it.